Hey everybody, welcome to Save Your Sorry, where we talk about the rise and fall of your favorite or rather least favorite celebrities. I am your host, Katrina Rochelle, and I am here with my best friend and fellow co-host, Jose Angel. How are you, darling? I love that. That was very animated. I know. Something just hit me midway through and I just, ugh. I feel like that's kind of connected to our episode today, so that's really funny that you did that. Oh, that's fucking hilarious. Okay, so who are we talking about then? I want you to guess who we're covering. Okay, are, are we and talking about an old star? I will give you a few little breadcrumbs to find your way. Okay, I'm Hansel and Gretel. <laughs> this person was very prominent in infomercials from 1997 to around 2002. They sort of became a pop culture icon. Is it Billy Mays? No. Okay. Okay. Is there one more breadcrumb or is that it? That's it. So just take a moment, take a trip down memory lane and think of who it could be about. Infomercials. Do I, do I get a gender? Female. Not Joan Rivers. Uh, Who else does the infomercial thing? That's what she was like. All she was known for. Oh, all this is all this woman did. Oh shit. I don't know. Not off the top of my head. No? I don't know. Maybe I'm having a block right now. As soon as you say it, I'm going to be mad. What if I said Miss Cleo? It's Miss Cleo? Uh-huh. That's infomercials. I mean, Infomercials, yeah. But that's a tiny bit misleading. How was I going to guess that? How could you not? Uh, you should have said she offers uh, services over the phone. <laughs> now, does that sound dirty? Uh, yes, but I still would have maybe got there fast. <laughs> but I'm... T- and that does what you're opening, that little accent yeah, you did. Yeah, because that was not Jamaican at all. But they, <laughs> just like hers was not real. But uh, okay, Miss Cleo. Hmm, scandal. I feel millennials of our age, Miss Cleo was the staple in our childhood. Mm-hmm. I always remembered her commercials coming on talking about a free reading. And I really wanted to call. You've always been connected to the spirit world. (laughs) She had a few commercials, but the gist of all of them was Miss Cleo talking to someone on the phone, which was most likely an actor and not a real person. Mm -hmm. And the commercials would show her giving these no-nonsense type of psychic readings, asking, who asked you to go out of town? The stupid young one or the married one? (laughs) Or if you want him to believe that it's over, you got to stop accepting the booty call at 2 a.m. in the morning. Cleo knew. She knew. She's flipping those tarot cards. There's candles burning. And she's doing all this with a Jamaican accent. Call me now. <laughs> yes. That was her catchphrase. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why people were drawn to Miss Cleo. She had a Jamaican accent and her readings on the commercials were straight to the point. There's just a likability to Miss Cleo. And she would end each commercial with call me now for your free tarot reading. And call me now became her catchphrase. And free didn't because that shit did cost. <laughs> and free tarot reading. What is there to lose? Except for your <laughs> livelihood. <laughs> Before we get to what happened when you called one 800 number, what's your thought about psychics? Or do you have any experience that you would be comfortable sharing? Well, <laughs> well, as far as my feeling, I, I'm not 100% on psychics. I don't, I don't know. Because just like anything... Does do do people probably have a real gift? Probably. Who am I to say? I don't fucking know. <laughs> but is are, are a lot of people fucking lying? Absolutely. Um, I've only had one psychic experience, which you know of, because you facilitated it. Um, and it was, I'm not even gonna lie to y'all, it was fucking great. Uh of course a bitch started crying. I tell you, it's something about when somebody starts touching in on some personal shit and they don't know you. This is a random white lady on a different side of town than me. She don't know me. How did she know that shit? It was crazy. Definitely started tearing up. Your reading was very personal, which I thought was cool. Yeah, that shit was crazy. (laughs) Does your opinion on psychics change if they are hotline psychics? Yes. Just In because, what um, I mean, I don't know, but yeah, because hotline psychics, there's not, you're not talking to that person nine times out of 10, especially now you're talking to other people 
who are giving advice, general, whatever, I feel like you're not, or pre-recorded. It's not, it's commercialized. You're not really sharing your gift. You're, you're trying to capitalize on the market or something. You know, I feel like it, people who really have a gift or who really do psychic readings for the people and to share and to tap into things, they don't, um, market themselves and commercialize their talents like that. Yeah, I or agree. I feel I'm... that they wouldn't because it would seem more it would seem inauthentic. And the whole thing of it being over the phone, I don't know. I just feel like there's not much of a connection that way. Like how does that person yeah connect? Yeah, like so I, I don't find it as credible. I don't really believe in psychics. I go to psychics. I think it's a fun experience, but it's just for fun. You so you like psychics, you um, appreciate what they do, but you don't exactly believe in them. Well, let me get let me rephrase because I believe my psychic, <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> but I don't like I would never go to her and be with a major decision like major life decision. Oh yeah, yeah, that's always a burner when you do stuff like that. Like, and I also think that's a cop out for the person. The yeah. person wants an excuse for if it if it if it doesn't work out or or something happens. Like, no, you you let's be an adult, let's be a human, and taking accountability for our decisions, right or wrong or indifferent. Don't be asking a third party what you should do. That's why that fucking meme is so popular. Like, uh, at at the end of the vice, I'd be like, but I don't know though. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> because you are not trying to be responsible for somebody else's uh failure or successes because you just don't know. Growing up, I was kind of scared of psychics. My grandma had this story she would always tell, and I don't know if it's real or not, because she had a lot of stories. Mm, chupacabra? <laughs> no. <laughs> um I feel like that was kind of racist. <laughs> We're, we're, we're deep dive that later. Um. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> was that not? But you're Mexican. That's why. It's a stereotype. That is not a stereotype. Okay, I've so you're been told about the, the chupacabra. I was just, we're hey. talking about psychics. You didn't bring up the chupacabra because I'm Mexican. It's a myth. Just like some psych- That is hilarious. Yeah, slightly, <laughs> slightly racial. Yes, yeah, a lot racial. <laughs> but my grandma it. would always say, never go to a psychic, because she went to one, and the psychic told her she would get checks in the mail and never have to work again. And my grandma said she told the lady she's crazy. It sounded too good to be true. But a few months after that reading, my grandma became disabled, never had to work because she was disabled. And she got her disability checks in the mail. Oh, damn. I mean, <laughs> yeah. That's true. But that was kind of backhanded. To, she kept that, some details out. <laughs> that's how my, my grandma was very religious uh-huh. after that. But she always said, like, you know, they tell you something that sounds good, but they turn it around. Now that right. couple with the movie Carmen, a hip opera, I was always scared of psychics growing up. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you always, always held real deep to that Carmen. Beyonce's best role. Cards never lie. <laughs> Beyonce's best role. I'm not even gonna lie. Just for the corniness of it. Yes, I agree. That's great. <laughs> now back to Miss Cleo. You call that 1-800 number and someone picks up and tells you, call this 1-900 number. The difference between 1-800 numbers and 1-900 numbers is 1-900 numbers you do have to pay. Bounce. Now, at, at the end of each Miss Cleo video, if you look down at the fine print, it did say, first three minutes of each call free must be 18 for entertainment only. So the caller would call the 1-900 number, and a lot of the time, the first thing they did was put you on hold. Exactly. We got to start <laughs> that timer. <laughs> And what most of these people did not know was the first three minutes were already starting. And when the free period was over, it cost four ninety five per minute. Oh, damn. Five a minute? Yes. They're charging higher than charging, charging sex worker prices. <laughs> then they got all your information, name, number, address, birthday, credit card number. Mm. Again, 
all this while the clock was ticking away for your free reading. Oh my gosh, 10, 10 minutes in and they're like, okay, so we're finally gonna connect you. On 1-900 numbers, there is a sound that lets you know that your free time is over, but the operator or whoever was on the other line would tell you, don't listen to that, your free reading is still coming. <laughs> <laughs> so this is just a scam all over. They didn't even try. And then you would be connected to a psychic. If it wasn't already the psychic in your info, sometimes that, the psychic would just do that. Now the commercials make it seem like you would be talking to Miss Cleo. In reality, there is a network of quote-unquote psychics. Mm -hmm. Just a, a, a handful of your, your most talented 30 psychics. The Psychic Readers Network was the actual company, and Miss Cleo was just a spokesperson. So very rarely would you get Miss Cleo. People who have worked for this Psychic Readers Network, or PRN, claim most of the time the person calling would just accept they didn't get Miss Cleo and talk to the psychic on the line. But they were told if the customer did ask for Miss Cleo, they were to tell them, oh, Miss Cleo's just in the restroom and put them on hold. Oh my gosh. The idea wasn't to transfer to Miss Cleo, but rather just to run up those minutes. Exactly. <laughs> they about to hang up sooner or later when they realize that this is not here, so we just gotta uh, stretch it. That is crazy. She's in the, she's in the bathroom now. <laughs> Excuse me. This seems pretty scammy, and it's like, why would these people working there go along with it? Well, they got paid per minute. Most got paid 12 to 16 cents per minute. I was reading one interview with someone named Bennett Madison, Dave, and I listened to him talk about it on the podcast, Fraudsters. Bennett Madison said the interview process was pretty much just calling in and saying you wanted the job. You could work from home. You just got an extension that rang to your home phone. And you could give readings and the, with the goal of keeping them online. The ad that came out looking for these psychics said it was looking for phone actors. So once they applied, you know, they were like, oh, I can be a phone actor. They, some people thought it was sex work, but they soon realized it was to be a psychic. The phone actors was just giving it their best accent, their best <laughs> monologue. That's hilarious. If they didn't know about tarot, it really didn't matter. Most callers wouldn't know what the cards meant either. Make it up, bitch. Yeah, they could make it up. Some would read off a script, and some would use a program on a computer that just laid out cards and told you what it meant. I mean, because if you think of it, like, anybody who's well-versed in anything that goes on with psychic and psychic readings, they're not calling a fucking psychic Kylon. No. They don't need to. They wouldn't want to. They would know that that's bullshit. So yeah, of course, they could just bullshit their way through all this until they were eventually found out because this was like breaking territory, breaking ground. I don't know who did it first, Miss Cleo or Dionne Warwick, but still, they were all able to scam everybody. So this was before everything was really researched and nosed out. Now, if these psychics or actors fell under 15 minutes, they could have their pay docked. They wouldn't receive as many calls. Again, motivators for them to pretty much scam these customers. Mm -hmm. Once the call ended, it wasn't the end of it. Now the Psychic Readers Network, PRN, had your information. And the way they would use it would be to send you letters in the mail saying, Miss Cleo has urgent news for you. Call in now. <laughs> While a lot of people just ignore these letters, to some people, this is their belief system. They oh, believed, yeah, this is their proof. Yeah. They believed in Miss Cleo or what these psychics were telling them. And sometimes it had a scary-looking tarot card on it, and they would call just looking for answers. And even though on the Miss Cleo commercials it said for entertainment only, a lot of these people were using it, weren't using it for entertainment. They were using it for answers, for financial issues, for relationship issues. Mm -hmm. A lot of people that were kind of at the end of the rope and just desperate for answers. And PRN was taking advantage of them. Yes. I'm going to withhold my opinion. But <clears throat> in terms of accountability, does, uh, do you think the PRN and the people who do the, um, the psychic reading hotline stuff... Do they uh, deserve 100% of the blame? Or do you think 
callers have a little bit of responsibility to suss out things. Just just asking how you feel. I think callers need to be aware that they're be going to be charged. But the way these, they're lying to you. They're to keep you on the line. Mm -hmm. I don't think an average person would know, hey, they put me on hold just counting as my minutes. Mm -hmm. I don't think the average person would know. They said, my free time hasn't started. So, you know, they're lying That's to true. them. So, yeah, in this case, when they're not up front at the beginning, they, they, they take all responsibility because if they were up front, then you could say, well, they knew this, and but they didn't. All yeah, right? I'm sure there's people on there that just get talking and they spend an hour on there and that's their fault. But some people were just trying to get that free one. Yeah. Some people would receive up to 10 calls a day saying Miss Cleo has an important information for you. And again, you call this 1-900 number and it's the same stalling tactics and it's this and it seemed people were about to hang up. Same thing. They would say, oh, would you still have free minutes, which was a lie. Or we will give you a credit. Don't worry about it, which was mm. also a lie. <laughs> That's crazy. So when their phone bills came around, if you were barely on the phone, you know, sometimes you ask a question, they answer it. It's done. Yep. <laughs> you might not notice it being a little higher. But if let's say you talk for an hour, that's like three hundred dollars. So you're like, why is I was this? I'm trying so to high? do the calculations. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of damn money. Uh-huh. And they were told, these psychics were told, make sure you give like a general reading before you accept questions. <laughs> because when uh you start answering the answering them specific questions wrong, like you don't know shit, they're gonna wanna <laughs> hang up the phone on your ass. The guy who did the interview on the podcast Fraudsters, he, he said that a lot of times some people were just like ask, what's my favorite color to make sure like you're <laughs> real psychic? And he said red. And most people's favorite color is red. So they'd be like, oh, okay. That is you got me locked in. <laughs> Energy's there. Energy's connected. Fucking red. I wish a psychic would try to tell me fucking red. I look dead in my... What the fuck is your goddamn problem, red? So, the people are like, why is my bill so high? I'm supposed to have a credit. That was free time. Or they told me it's free. And they have to call the 1-900 number again to dispute that charge. Mm-hmm. And guess what? <laughs> what? It's being charged again. Oh my gosh, they gotta call the same numbers. They got the same people. <laughs> they ain't got no real customer service. Oh, that's fucked up. Because I was just about to say, I was uh, just about to say, I was about to say, I'm glad I was born when I was to experience technology. I, I haven't experienced, I experienced some obsolete technology, but some a lot of stuff is still around. But um, I'm glad I wasn't an adult when um, that stuff was going around. Because I was like, how do you dispute things back in the day? Like I can, call, <laughs> I can call that bank right fucking now and get a credit if they did something wrong. But back then, I bet you had to wait seven months to get your money back. So the Psychic Readers Network came through AT&T. So if you went through AT&T instead of just being the charge with PRN, AT&T would give you a credit. Oh, okay. Well, AT&T used to be about it. <laughs> Once you got that credit, though, PRN was not happy about it, and you would start getting collection notices saying your bill is going to collection. It was going to ruin your credit. These people <laughs> behind the psychic friends and all the networks and the, they or, were okay. Assholes. Psychic friends is different from psychic. Oh yeah, network. you're right. You're right. Psychic okay. friends is the Dion Warwick one, but still, yeah. hey, these people are fucking ruthless. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, them saying your bills going to collections was not true. It's just to get more money from you. Call this 900 number <laughs> exactly. to pay your bill, and then you're getting charged again as you're paying your bill. <laughs> so, I'm going to get you either way, bitch. Yeah, they were getting their money either way, and even if it was money that wasn't owed to them, they felt like they could get more money. Mm -hmm. So now in 2001-2002 timeline, the complaints are streaming in. 
And on February 13, 2002, the FTC, or Federal Trade Commission, sues PRN and Access Resource Services, which is PRN's parent company. Mm. And you know who else was sued? Let me guess, Miss Cleo. Miss Cleo. Miss <laughs> Cleo, uh, you're being investigated. What is all this about? <laughs> <laughs> For fraud. What? What fraud? Miss <laughs> Cleo, my name is Natasha Gardner. Don't know a Cleo. <laughs> I think a lot of people, they thought this was a Miss Cleo scam. That is true. That is true because um, some the lines, it wasn't completely clear. And sometimes um, we as Americans are dumb. Yeah, so this like is their... the person on the TV speaking, that's their company. They represent everything. That face equals they got my money, and that motherfucker's a scammer. Instead of thinking, now nah, this company knew what the fuck they was doing, so they hired somebody to be the face of it, and um, my face ain't on it. I think this was the early days of the internet. People were saying Miss Cleo's in jail, Miss Cleo's a fraudster, and mm-hmm. you know. You click on this website that is has a black background with freaking neon green text, and it tells you Miss Cleo's going to jail, and you're like, "It's on the internet. It's true." <laughs> you going to jail now? <laughs> <laughs> I remember like first realizing that they could put lies on the internet. I was like so shocked. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. I don't know when I knew that everything wasn't true, but that is that's funny that you have that moment bookmark. Did you <laughs> they're lying on the internet? The fucking gall. I just yeah, I I did not think that was possible. Anyways, I where was I? Okay. Miss Clear was the face of it. It's what people remember. You talk about PRN or ARS and people are like, those are just a bunch of letters. Yeah, they'd be like, what the fuck are you talking about? And then you say Miss Cleo, and they'd be like, ah. Mm-hmm. So we talked about PRN's practices, but how much was Miss Cleo involved in this? Yeah, what did Homegirl make? I hope it was worth something. <laughs> At a deposition for the lawsuit, Miss Cleo is asked where she was born. Omaha, Nebraska. <laughs> and their website, PRN's website, said a bio about her. This is the quote. <laughs> That was written in the bio. Born in Trelawney, section of Jamaica, Miss Cleo says she noticed at a very young, young age that she had unique talents. So, yeah. do you want to know what Miss Cleo's answer was? Uh, yes, I want to know where she was from. She pleaded the fifth. <laughs> <laughs> smart bitch. <laughs> Ooh, that is smart. I'm not about to incriminate myself. <laughs> So the smoking gun finds Miss Cleo's birth certificate, and a lot of the time... The the smoking gun always was finding shit. Yeah. A lot of the time, Miss Cleo would say she's from the Caribbean, and that was determined to be a lie because Miss Cleo was born August 12, 1962, making her a Leo in Los Angeles, California. Oh, L.A. Her mom, Alyssa, was from California, and her dad, David, was from Texas. Dang, you had no roots, but I mean, you you was just acting, so who am I to judge? Yeah, she might have had roots. I don't know how far back. We never really gave a clear answer. I mean, she pleaded the fifth. That's all the answer I needed. (laughs) Miss Cleo is not even her real name. She was born as Uray Del Harris. And I don't know if I said that first name right. How you spell it? Wait, I want to look it up so I can see how it spells. Y O U R E E. Yuri, Yuri. Okay. I think it's Yuri. I kind of like that name though. I do too. All right. Over the years, she had a lot of different names Cleo Millie, Harris, Ray Harris, Yuri Paris, and Ray Paris. And there's Was other she ones. on the run? Why she has so many aliases? <laughs> she just did. That's. <laughs> That's a lot. And they're not even close to her actual name. They're they're to the psychic name. <laughs> Except so, for her real last name. That's the only thing she was keeping. Ray Paris was the name she went 
1997. I don't know. She was married at a point, so maybe Paris was the mm. husband's name. Could be, could be. So in 1997, she was in Seattle. She was hired by the Langston Hughes Nonprofit Advisory Council and was given a budget to produce her plays and pay the cast and crew working on the plays. While there, she worked on two plays called Supper Club Cage and Summer Rhapsody. I don't know if she wrote those, but couldn't really find anything else on those plays. Mm. She did write a play called Four Women Only where she created a character named Cleo, who was of Jamaican descent. Mm, one of them PR executives <laughs> was in the audience. Some people believe this is where the character of Cleo came up, but we just don't really know. While there, Miss Cleo's time was not without scandal. She was charging supplies and services to the advisory council, I guess as a business expense, but they were just personal expenses. <laughs> When she left town, she told the cast and crew she was unable to pay them because she had bone cancer and didn't have the money. <sighs> she wrote each of them a personal letter stating the amount she owed them, but they never received the money. And it was pointless for them to sue because they felt the expenses from a lawsuit would be more than what was owed. And it is believed that Miss Cleo never had bone cancer and this was a scam. Miss Cleo. Yeah, I guess. This situation here is kind of what cements her as a scammer. This past scamminess right there. Yeah, it don't help when you try to clear your name about the psychic hotline and then somebody says, okay, okay, let's say you weren't a part of the psychic hotline scamming, okay? Miss Cleo, if that's your real name. What about the um, past accusations and allegations about you and your stage play actors going unpaid? And worked hard, hmm? Hmm? Gonna play the fifth again, hmm? Yeah, because then it's like, well, okay, you didn't do that, but you still did that. So, scammer, the label persists. But, um, yeah, it was, it, yeah, yeah, it's just bad all around. I don't know why she did all that. A lot of this information we get from Cleo herself or from that Smoking Done article, like, there's not a lot of information we have on Miss Cleo. From here, Miss Cleo went to Florida, where she started working with the PRN, who had been around for 10 years at this point. Damn. 10 She's... years before. And this is even before the FTC comes in. Yeah. But they did not get big, or that big, until after Miss Cleo's commercials. Oh, yeah, that's true. They weren't. They were small. They were small change. She said she first applied because she could work from home. She called in for the interview, gave a reading, and got the job. She said at first she would give like a five-minute reading because that's what she thought she had to be fast, but then realized she was supposed to take her time. She claims if people called in and she could tell they had financial problems, she would end the call because she was worried about her karma. But that only lasted so long. <laughs> she claims that got her in trouble at first, but people kept calling back and asking for her extension, so she sort of blew up and rose in the ranks and was earning 24 cents a minute. I know that's supposed to sound like big and it probably was a little bit, but it makes me think of what prisoners own, like earn when they do jobs, like it, it's really, an hour. That's crazy. It, it's really not that big. It's double <laughs> what the other ones were making, but still not a lot. Yeah. I was like, oh, 24 cents a fucking minute. Cents. <laughs> she then made the infomercial and she had the name Cleo. The PRN added Miss to it, and Miss Cleo was born. That Miss does set it off nicely. <laughs> Miss Cleo really didn't think anything of the commercials. It was a late-night commercial. She was paid for the first batch of commercials, $1,750, which was two and a half days on set, and earned less than 5000 for the commercials in total. Mm. I've seen these numbers a few hundreds either way. It does seem... Like, she was not paid what she was kind of owed. Of course. They did it that way for um, low-risk, um, low-risk, uh, low high-reward situation. They made her shoot a batch of them at first and then paid her in bulk for the batch, knowing that you can run one or two of those infomercials for a while, for months. 
Mm-hmm. And she's and it's rising in popularity. And so when she's complaining about, well, maybe she should have got more. Um, it's like, well, we paid you for your work. We're not showing anything new. We're not making you shoot anything new. Yeah, she said she was given a bad contract. And, at, you know, Miss Cleo became a culture icon. She was oh, on. Yes. They par- They did a parody of her on SNL, on Mad TV, on The Chappelle Show. I was I mean, just about to say, I love Deborah Wilson because uh, she one of the ones she did was Miss Cleo on Mad TV. Yeah, it's no matter what your opinions on her, if you think she's a scammer or not, she did become a cultural icon. And the PR end earned $24 million a month for two years straight after the commercials. Whoa! That number was not what I was expecting. <laughs> you didn't say two. You No, no, hold on. Because, you know, I, I am a, I can't hear all the time. You didn't say 24. You said two. It just, right? Two a month? Two million a month? 24 million a month for two years straight. Two years? After the commercials. And she made maybe five grand? Oh, my God. And, 20, and 24 <laughs> cents an hour. Or 25 cents a minute. 25 cents a minute. Talk about sick. Sick in bed. I, I'm done. Oh, my gosh. And over a billion a month, Jose. (laughs) And over a billion dollars after commercials aired, until the lawsuit. They needed the FTC. What the fuck was y'all doing? They were making twenty four million a month. I knew they was making money. Twenty, y'all. Okay, maybe it's because I'm just a broke bitch, but I'm just trying to think. Twenty four million in a month for two years. Psychics? <laughs> Not the psychics. They were making that. I mean, I know, but the like psychics is what made that money. Uh-huh. Like people being drawn to that. But who drew Ooh. them in? Miss Cleo. Leo. Miss Leo, man. <laughs> oh, she didn't see that one coming. Oh my gosh. $24 It's hard for me to say Miss Cleo is a scammer. Her past in Seattle tells me she is. But watching clips of her talk, I think she's very likable. But I know that's how scammers are. They're very likable people. She's a misunderstood woman who's just trying to work. Yeah, sometimes she, that the charisma will make you forget about the, they are charming you so, so intensely in your face. You don't realize their hand is in your pocket. <laughs> exactly. And I think that's kind of the case with Miss Cleo. And she says she wasn't scamming people. She does feel like she helped people just by talking to, to them. She can't say how many people were helped, but she feels like she did help. But she won't tell you that she helped more people than she hurt, because she know that'd be a goddamn lie, her and all them people who were behind it. Y'all, sure, sure, you might have helped 10,000 people, but you also put 24 million people in debt. (laughs) (laughs) And not that this can be proven if she is a psychic or not. But she says she never claimed to be psychic. This is her quote. I come from a family of spooky people. I don't know how to say it. I come from a family of Obeya, which is another word for voodoo. My teacher was a Haitian, a mambo, born in Port-au-Prince, and I studied under her for some 30 years, and then I became a mambo myself. They referred to me as a psychic because the word voodoo scares just about everyone. So they told me, no, 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 we can't use that word. We're going to call you a psychic. Yeah, Miss Cleo was a scammer. <laughs> Don't be telling me these lies. What do you mean? Okay, even if everything you said was true, okay, you still was lying because you're you voodoo still doesn't mean that you could tell people their future, and that's what you advertise. I don't care what label they put you in as a psychic. What were you doing in that infomercial? You were uh you were telling people their future. You were telling them what would happen. You tell you would tell them their decisions. So voodoo, psychic, that's what you claim to be able to do. And you couldn't do it. And that's not what they got sued for. They got sued for the bad marketing and Yeah, the, and all the bad business practices. Yeah. But I think to Miss Cleo, she was trying to clear up her name. Because she was attached that's, to anything that was happening with that, no matter what. And that's how what she made her livelihood. Mm-hmm. 
But yeah, and, that's crazy. And she quick to say where all the mother people was from, but she ain't say where she from. <laughs> she said her parents were from the Caribbean, Caribbean descent. So that's where her accent comes. She just switches back and forth. I don't know. Like Sofia Vergara? <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> I think she was a scammer, but it bothers me that she got all the hate and the company owners that have a shady past kind of got away scot-free. PRN mm-hmm. had to pay a fine of $50,000 and they were not allowed to pursue $500 million that they were trying to get from the customers. But they, they were able... They $24 million a month. How much more <laughs> did they need? They were able to keep $500 million that they had already collected. I tell you. <laughs> I tell you, the way we... This whole capitalism, <laughs> bro, that is crazy. Five, they already had 500 million <laughs> and they was trying to get 500 million more. Woo. And they only had to pay a 50, I'm sorry, I just forgot, $50,000 fine. It does seem very little. Oh, F- FTC, where there's some leaks in there. Y'all got some moles. Y'all got some traitors. <laughs> some people getting paid off. Because why were they paying 50000 That's ridiculous. Just like they went on for two years making $24 million. I Maybe Miss- I was born. I'm, if I go back in time, I would like to say that I wouldn't be a terrible person. But why wouldn't I scam? Why the fuck wouldn't I scam if I go back in time and I know what I know now? I'm buying all the stocks. I'm Martha Stewarting it, but I'm not getting caught. I'm keeping whatever of... money I'm dropping. I'm picking up a new one. Bitch, I'm getting an island. I got offshore accounts. But I'm only scamming bad people who I know will be bad in the future. I kind of think it's really easy to scam. You just need to have the... you like the mind to do it you just have to know that you're hurting people and be okay with it and, and prepare for the consequences because no not. because if you scam enough and you have to pay a fine and you just say i don't have it you just do bankruptcy yeah but um what type of scamming are you talking about that you don't get criminal time what do you think if katrina Start scamming, okay. you and then I prison. end up in a courtroom. <laughs> bitch, he's not. He don't even. He just looks at me five years. Uh, you would go to prison. Said, you didn't. It was just twenty five years. <laughs> these white <laughs> owners of this company did not go to prison. No, they didn't. <laughs> so Miss Leo's charges were dismissed under one condition: she could not sue the state of Florida. I, I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know why that would be a condition. The state, I would have sued the fucking PRN for some of the millions. Yeah. That they duped me too. I feel like the state of Florida, though, yeah, what's kind that of mean? attached her name to it because for like the sensationalism of it. Oh, like she couldn't sue them for like defamation or like like loss of income or, you know, whatever. Or anything, whatever. yeah. Or like malicious prosecution or something. Oh, I don't know. Yes, like I'm not yes. a lawyer. Okay, but I I, kind of get what you're talking about. That that little fact, it just rubbed me the wrong way for some reason. Yeah, because that is like a weird, like trying to protect your own ass because you know you might have done something wrong. Like, why would that have to be a condition? Yeah, I feel like her charges would have been dropped anyway because she was just a spokesperson. They just wanted to make sure they could maybe get her to sign away her rights. Yeah. And this is a quote from Miss Cleo talking about it. And it's kind of sad. She said, quote, I remember saying to my attorneys one day, I said, surely when the truth comes out, it will be all right. And my lead counsel looked back at me and said, not really, sweetie. That's not always the way it works. Yeah, um, she was. She was like one of the first of her kind to go through that whole like. You're really big. Everybody knows your name. Everybody knows what you've done. And then the tide just turns to them just shitting on your name and your persona of everything you've done and calling you a liar and this and that. Like, people were laughing, but I'm I'm guessing, I, I, I mean, I know she probably didn't think it was funny. Not only is her brand and her name tarnished, that she has her actual face on there because that's her face. <laughs> 
whether uh -huh. that's her real name or not. That's what she looks like. That's how she markets herself. Um, and she can't do anything about it. And she's not making any more money from it. She's just getting made fun of and more popular in pop culture. And the bitch almost went, bitch was almost in jailed and, and fined. Like, that's not funny either. Miss Cleo would come out as lesbian in 2006, saying she yeah. feared it, it would get out back when she was more famous and she was worried about her extended family would think about it, but decided to come out anyways after her godson came out at 16 and she felt if he could do it, so could she. That's nice. Yeah. That's sweet. Support each other. <laughs> she says the reason she left Washington for Florida was because she was in an abusive relationship with a woman and had to get away. And I don't know if she told the story as a way to rewrite Washington. You know, taking their money, not paying. But it's just another tidbit in there. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I was like, what do you mean? What do you mean? Seattle, Washington. Okay, the whole, the whole, <laughs> yeah. um, when she was doing the plays and she didn't pay nobody and she just left. Yes. Well, if that was the case, well, no, you're right. You can't just be honest about that in a letter. I don't know. I still would have went about it a different way. I would have been more sincere and maybe not told them all my information, but I would have made it clear that this was not something that I wanted or planned to do because, you know, it's just so easy to paint somebody when you don't know the full story. Cause yeah, it could have, she could have left for a good reason and, or she might not have been able to pay him for a good reason. We just don't know, but people are able to rewrite history now yeah. and she can't really and now i know she can't really um talk about it anymore she continued giving readings as a way to support herself and it's really up to people if they believe if she's faking if she's psychic if or if psychics are even real or if she was just scamming mm -hmm. she also performed weddings and acted as a spiritual advisor funny thing is she did not use the name miss cleo yeah, they they must have had that shit trademarked. PRN had it trademarked. They I knew. saw she, she did voice work for Vice City and acted as Miss Cleo in Cinnamon Toast Crunch commercial. Both times PRN sued. The Vice City didn't come out until 2017. I didn't see a resolution to Vice City, but the Cinnamon Toast Crunch commercial was discontinued. Mm. PR um, ran some savage, stinky bitch ass motherfucker. <laughs> that's uh, that's what bothers me. Like, Cleo could be a scammer, but the bigger scammer is just the, away with everything. the people who really need their reputation tarnished and their face plastered on as known as scammer, fraud ass motherfuckers who probably started more fraudulent companies, bad business practices with the 500 million they were allowed to keep. Yeah, and just continued the cycle and cycle, and we don't know who those people are, yeah. But we know who Miss Cleo is, and she gets this reputation forever. That is sad. That is fucked up. It's in, it's the it's the injustices of this world, you know. Some people get off scot free, and some people, despite having maybe not as much to do with anything that happened, gets a lot of the um. Negative, uh, what's the word? You know, the backlash, yeah. Yes. On July 26, 2016, Miss Cleo sadly did pass away from rectal cancer. I saw Miss Cleo is worth $1.5 at the time of her death. So while the scandal of PRN did hurt her image, it did seem she was able to bounce back with her readings, merch, weddings, etc., and th her, that's true. The hell, you bitch, you got it. <laughs> her time at PRN is what made her a household name, even if she couldn't use that name. I said, but fuck them though. <laughs> yeah, she I made it. She, yeah, they just added Miss. I find that really messed up that they could trademark that. It's like because they could just say that they're the employer that the, that this person works for us. This person isn't their own actor, their own person, like. And I, I'm I'm guessing she just wasn't familiar with stuff like that either. Like, this could be an ongoing thing that she could make money on forever and forever. I'm just guessing she just wasn't 
she just didn't know those types of things, you know, and they took advantage because they did. And she's making this commercial. She probably never thought it would blow up the way it did. Never. Because you would think if anybody knows that, of course, they're going to become a fucking nationwide, worldwide sensation, good or bad, they would advocate for more of their worth. They would know their value. They would get more than a thousand upon shooting and five thousand overall. Like she probably would have had a contract negotiating royalties or the back end or whatever what could have been done. But it, it just, you know. It was unprecedented. I didn't know <clears throat> that. I mean, I knew that the whole psychic thing was, you know, a thing and then it got disbanded. But I didn't know how deep and how bad these people were who were literally involved in it. You know, it was a whole pile on Miss Cleo. Yeah. And Psychic Readers Network is actually still going on. It's more online now, but you can still get on it. I mean, when you got five hundred million, why wouldn't you keep the, the <laughs> fucking the fucking door open just to see who's walking in? Because yeah. you know, somebody's always there's always going to be people who are just going to try, who are just going to believe, who are just going to waste their time and call. There's always going to be people. I don't think we have a lot of the story yet. Miss Cleo had kids. I wonder what they would say about her accent if it was more put on or if she did it when she was not in public. Also, mm -hmm. we got some info from the lawsuit, some from Seattle, but most of it just came from Miss Cleo telling us. So I just feel like it's the tip of the iceberg. I've seen, while researching for this, kind of over the years, the most recent one was February of this year, saying that a documentary is coming out. So I hope it does. I hope there's someone out there that can like really dig deep in there. I would love and, to watch a documentary based off this. Yeah, I... I I think there's so much more to Miss Cleo. I you know, she's had she was married at a time, she has two daughters, or I see two some places, and some places only report one, so I don't know. And mm. she, she said she was in two long term relationships with women. So I don't know. I, yeah, that's true. We only know one part of her. Yeah, it's I would want to know like later in her life before she died, like how do those people feel that she was giving readings to and that's true. Performing their weddings. And this wasn't really a Justice 4 episode because I do think she had a part in scamming people. But I think she was kind of put out there as the fall guy. Mm. Yeah, she was the sacrificial lamb. Exactly. She was a yeah. scapegoat that they used. Yeah, that's so interesting. Um, especially, I would especially want to know what her children think of not only like growing up with her as a mother, but like what happened with their mother? Like how old were they? Were they, do they know about that? And then like, I guess the aftermath, because you know, now that I think about it, like she could be connected to the spiritual world. I'm not going to totally shut that down because she could, but maybe she was reluctant Okay, so we only know really Miss Cleo as the infomercial spokeswoman, you know? Yes. We know that in the infomercial, those calls were fake. Those were actors. We don't know how she was. We've never had a reading. Miss Cleo wasn't giving the readings like that. She gave readings to her clients when she was coming up. So, and then afterwards when the whole Miss Cleo thing bombshell blows up. So, <clears throat> it could be actually a little true that this woman did have a gift and she did use it. But um, the network didn't, and they exploited um, America. But so, then I, I don't know. I get what you're saying, and I feel that way too. But then I think her saying, I worked, I was taught by a mambo for 30 years. Yeah, I think she's that exaggerating just kind of seems a lot fake with to that. Me. Yeah, that seems yeah. like exaggerated or fake, like 30 years. Because the, the only reason why, I, okay, I think it's embellished, but I think that she, there are... I don't I think she's lying, but she may not be lying. Like maybe she's exaggerating the years and the total experience because she does want to sell herself as authentic and that she she does know what she was doing. But um I feel like if she was really giving out hokey pokey advice, um 
she would have at least got called out all the years afterwards. She was a spiritual advisor for people. She was still giving readings. I, I, I don't know. I think maybe maybe she she had a gift, but it wasn't psychic reading. Maybe the, I'll say that. But so, so yes, yeah, she does have a part in it, but no, she was definitely still the fall guy. Yeah. Well, do you have anything else to have for Miss Cleo? No. Um, this was a little uh, enlightening, though. Uh, I don't, I never really knew much about Miss Cleo except for that she was touted as a fake psychic and then later she did come out as a lesbian. That's I honestly thought she was in jail. Oh, you thought she went to... I knew she didn't go to jail, but then... I, I remember hearing that so much that she was in jail. Yeah, when you were saying that part of the story, I was like, damn, I didn't know that, like, the, the, they were spreading rumors like this bitch was going to jail and then she was in jail. I, I just knew that it blew up and everybody knew that it was she was a fake. That's I what for, I remember growing up hearing. I forget what it... If it was an article or one of the interviews I was listening to, but one of the people who were who worked at the hotline claim that they were like you know when they would call in to work they, they would say miss cleo has not been arrested like don't believe what you're hearing and stuff like that like while i was going down that is like hey i know you've been hearing some stuff i know you're thinking about not coming in but it's all fake news <laughs> and i seriously if you want to get miss cleo's bit, in the bathroom <laughs> The podcast fraudsters, I listened to them. They have like three episodes over this, and it gets more into the background of the PRN owners in episode mm -hmm. three. And I just, I didn't include it in here because that's not what we do. But okay. if you do, I highly suggest listening to them. Anyways, that is our episode. We like to end every episode on a positive note with some form of media we want to recommend, share, or discuss. Would you like to go first or shall I? I want to see what you do. You go first. Okay. My media is the movie Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Oh, I've heard about this. Are you going to spoil? No. It's okay if you do. I'm never going to. I'm not. It. It's I'm too like, new. It, no, you have to watch it. I have to? You okay, have to. I was to. thinking about it, but I wasn't sure. So I just saw the, I saw the trailer and I was like, oh my God, I need to watch it. So I was like trying to get movie theater, like the movie... It was limited release in movie theaters. Mm-hmm. So I was trying to like see movie theaters around me. And every time there was one that was kind of close, it was like while I was at work that they were doing a screening. I'm like, oh my God. Is so hold on, just side note. Is that one movie theater by you open? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> just wanted to know. <laughs> That's where I saw Doctor, Doctor Strange. Strange. Yeah. Uh, but so I really wanted to watch everything everywhere all at once and the trailer doesn't really show you anything i was more confused but it seemed interesting okay and before the trailer came out imbd's website all it said was a woman does her taxes oh and no I, I think that is what you need to go into the movie just thinking like the less you know the better and it was a movie that Honestly, people always say, like, you know, I laughed, I cried, I, like, all that. Mm -hmm. But seriously, like, I laughed, I cried. It, it was action-packed, it was wacky, it was silly, it was sad at points. It It's probably one of the best movies I've ever seen. And Oh, not ever. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I turned it on, and I was going like, I have such problem watching movies now if I'm at home, because I, like, pick up my phone, or I'm doing like little research for the podcast or I'm reading a book or whatever. Mm -hmm. I was just looking at it, like no distractions. Like it had my full attention and I'm not a person with, if I'm sitting by myself, that I'm laughing out loud, but this movie had me laughing out loud. It had me tearing up. It, it's such a great movie. A movie oh I've never really goodness. seen the type of movie like this before. You're giving so high praises. <laughs> and I've heard stuff from other people, so now I'm like, oh, you're going to make me want it. If, like, out of all my medias, if you're just going to listen to watch one thing, just watch this movie. Well, you know that because I'm never going to do anything else. <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> No, it, it, it's okay. so good. I 
I've just been watching the behind the scenes of stuff on YouTube about it. And the whole time I'm watching this movie, I'm like, that lady looks like Jamie Lee Curtis. And it was. Oh, Jamie Lee Curtis is in there? Uh-huh. Oh, Jamie Lee Curtis pissed me off, though. But hmm, I still, Why? still like her as an actor. We're not going to talk about it. Okay, but don't anyway, tell me. Um, I will definitely watch that. I am not afraid to laugh or cry at a movie. I do them all frequently. But, oh my gosh, everybody's saying such great things. Where'd you... <laughs> I gotta watch it in a movie theater? I got it on Amazon, nowhere? so if you still have my Amazon account, you can just watch it on there. I If I don't have yours, I have another person's, and I'm a... If well, I had to Amazon, buy it. Oh, I had to buy it on Amazon. Uh-huh. Well, um, hopefully you will be sending that login information <laughs> sometime this week. <laughs> yeah, you need to watch it. I, I recommend everyone watch it. So is there and without giving anything away, is there anybody else in there I would know? Just to, just curious curious. Do you know a lot of Asian actors? Maybe maybe not by name, so probably Yeah, it, I mean ninety five percent of the movie is Asian actors. Yeah, I knew that, but I was just Maybe I thought, uh, yeah, you're right. I'll just look up the after. I'll watch it because, yeah, I'm, I'm, no, I don't. I'm and that's another thing I loved about it. It's like a story about immigrants and it's so beautiful. I love something different. You're right. And that's that, that's how you know, that's how I always know when I love a movie is when, um, not only am I watching the movie or trying to watch it again, but uh, I have to know. I have to see the behind the scenes. I have to see the blooper reel. I have to watch the comments. That's how I really know I love a movie. When I watch a movie with the fucking cast or filmmaker commentary, oh, I'm in love with that shit. And I've only done that to maybe like 10 films. Yeah, I've been like looking up their IMBD. I've been trying to like find all the information mm-hmm. I can about it. Okay, I, I'm gonna have to watch it. I definitely have to before I get spoiled because one or the other is gonna happen. So I need to probably hurry up and watch it. This I week. know there was something on Twitter and I thought it was kind of a spoiler, but I really wanted to retweet it. I was like, I don't want to because I really think like, and I love spoilers. Yeah, I really think that this should not be a movie that's spoiled. I think it's it's just a wonderful movie. Okay, I guess that's it's mine. my turn. <laughs> All right, I guess it's my turn. <laughs> what you gonna do, Jose? <laughs> that's not the next line. Oh, it is the next line. Yeah, I was gonna. You put, what you put, what you put on sideburns? His sideburns. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're bad, and I'm probably right. Okay. I I never understood that line. Put my pussy on his sideburns. You don't, I mean, it's not his sideburns, but she's she's alluding to, to sitting on his face. Oh. <laughs> I really think, I thought she was sitting on his face, but I thought like, the more he was you like, know. his head was to the side. She was like positioned like below his ear a little. <laughs> How's she slotting that pussy on his side? Why are the sideburns? <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> My <laughs> That's funny. And that was her introduction to the mainstream world. <laughs> so, my media is tool songs. Um both from the other side of the pond. I don't know if this is Europe or UK. I, I, I'm ignorant that way. I don't remember things like that. One is the other thing and the other thing is the other thing, right? Mhm. And everything, everywhere, all at once. That's a good one. So I was listening. Uh, so I was catching up on all my podcasts. I was. I know we already we always mention hit stone life, but it just it just happens. Um, and I was listening to the episode of. Let me make sure I have it right because I'm. I do not remember the name. Oh, okay. I was listening to the uh, best duets. With uh, that they collaborated with uh, songs for win, and um, they gave out their list or whatever. For some reason, I don't know if it was uh, the songs that they were talking about, because uh, or because they were talking about um, Julie Andrews and uh, how she couldn't sing, and then 
all the her surgery and the crowning glory. And then, as you know, this uh, the the host for Songs for Win are also they also have English accents. But for some reason, when I heard their their accents, it just jogged my memory on these two songs. One is a '90s synth pop. I think they said they called it single called "Always" by Erasure. I don't, um, I know about this song because I used to work for, uh, at a bookstore for barely a little higher minimum wage. And they used to play this radio station that was pre-programmed with all these like radio safe songs. So there was nothing with cussing. There was nothing provocative or whatever. And one of the songs they played was this fucking Erasure Always song. And I used to always make fun of it because it has this part where he's like harmony harmony love and i have no idea why that spoke to me so i always made fun of it and uh i never knew what the song was and then uh when they started talking i just remembered the lyrics and i typed it into google and i found it and i've been listening to it ever since and then the second song that they made me think of because they were bringing up the group sugar babes okay um never heard of this group before I only know them by another song that they did, which was a remix remake of Shape of My Heart by Sting, but theirs is just called Shape. And for some reason, um, I heard this, this was like on a, you know, on YouTube where there's a movie and they show you clips and they have a romantic song in the background. (laughs) This is basically one of those montages. Like I was watching like a, a notebook or something like that. And they had a, this song in the background. And um, it just made me think of that because uh, they were talking about UK hits and Julie Andrews and um, all that stuff. So I've just been listening to those two songs. They're not the best songs in the world, lyrically. Well, no, always is cool. It just catches you off guard with what type of song it is. Because I feel like if anybody were to play this song, they're not expecting what ends up coming out of the speakers. Okay. I don't know how I feel about that. It's just it's just different. But I, I, I love the song because it's different. I don't think I, I have any type of music like always in my phone. And then I like Shape because, I, first of all, I love Sting, Shape of My Heart. Do you like Sting at all? I just grew up listening to Sting because my grandmother. I never, he's the police, right? Mm-hmm. I never listen to like Steam by himself. I listen to Police. Yeah, because you love Roxanne. Roxanne, everything she does is magic. Mm-hmm. Don't stand too close. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So you you're familiar, but not with him solo. But yeah, I love Shape of My Heart by Sting. And so for whenever I heard this, like five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, twenty years ago, um, I just like their voices, and I like the way that it's it kind of stays true to the original with like most of the uh the music in the background but um it's just different but the same i don't know how to explain it i'm doing terrible but that's, that's, listen to it and see what you think is it better than sting maybe not but i like it it's interesting okay oh 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 <laughs> never mind <laughs> go ahead say it i was gonna say i was going through my favorites on my youtube account <laughs> And I came, ac- I came across Big Cynthia Nookie Thing. Oh, I <laughs> love Nookie Thing. She moving that thing to the list. She, she passed it, didn't she? Yes. R.I.P. a legend. R.I.P. Big Cynthia. But I, I didn't want, I didn't know if I wanted to mention it. But yeah, that was hilarious. I was going through my favorites and I was trying to, um, declutter them and definitely had Nookie thing liked right there. That's a throwback. Remember, wasn't that on Empire when it first started? Was it? Is that where we got it from? No, we knew it before and we were like texting or tweeting. Oh, and then they played it and and they came out and it was like, oh my God. Oh my gosh. I have to watch that. I have to I have to Google that because I'm not even sure, but that's hilarious. I think it's when Taraji's like hitting one of the sons with a broom. First of all, that is an iconic scene. Yeah, I'm pretty sure 
came Benji from prison started about. beating motherfuckers with brooms. <laughs> I'm gonna look it up, but yeah. Um, if you want to laugh, um, listen to Big Cynthia Nookie Thang, and I mean Thang, not no thing. Even if you don't want to laugh, if you just want to groove, if you just want to, if you want to do a little two step and boogie, if you want to dance with somebody, (laughs) (laughs) if you want to let out your emotions, do that Nookie Thang. Yeah, I thought we were doing song song titles, but yeah. Well, oh, were we? I, I don't know. I was just yeah. <laughs> oh, she also did um the other hit classic, Eatin' Ain't Cheatin'. Nookie <laughs> <laughs> no, thinks her better one, but it is. I love right. the video. I love her talking in there. The talking, the the spoken <laughs> word, and then the fucking the the <laughs> The people she got in there doing the nookie thing. I'm going to watch this as soon as we end this recording. (laughs) Do you have any other media to add for today's episode about Miss Cleo? She working that nookie thing. (laughs) She working that nookie thing. I was going to do a bunch of phone songs, but then I saw that movie and I was like, oh my God. And you knew that's what you had to speak about. I knew it. it. In my heart, it wouldn't feel right if I didn't. Well, maybe next week we'll do this. You do your songs. Yeah, about hello, phones. Hello, baby. <laughs> Is it going to be telephone? <laughs> you got that one, and Erica Badu made that mixtape all about oh, phones. Yes, I love that. Okay. Hotline Bling. Mm. Are you talking about Hotline Bling or her remake of it? Both. Oh, both. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but that's all for our episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you want to reach out to us, our Twitter is Save Your Sorry, but the your is spelled you are. Our Instagram is Save Your Sorry, spelled just at the podcast. And our email is Save Your Sorry at gmail.com. You can write us your opinions on Miss Cleo. You can write media suggestions. You can write us a suggestion on who to do next. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. <laughs> or just write us. Call me now. Call us now. <laughs> you that can write terrible. us about Chupacabras. <laughs> and if that was racially biased comment or not yeah tell tell, tell me if I, if I'm wrong I mean not wrong not wrong because I'm never right I, I, I'm gonna say wrong <laughs> <laughs> right. okay thank you guys so much for listening please leave us a review please leave us a rating thank you so much bye